Welcome to Disjointed. Our podcast's mission is to bring a voice to the problems facing decision-making in the built environment. Today, communication and processes are disjointed in the world of design and construction. Work happens across tools, teams, and timelines, making it hard to keep everyone connected. It's a constant challenge to reduce friction and meet project expectations. We believe there's a better way. I'm your host, Jeff Sample. Welcome to another episode. I'm excited to have you all here. And I have another innovator, OG friend, um, mentor here. Rick Kahn is joining us today. Rick, thanks for for sitting down with me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Looking forward to to chatting up. I'm I'm so excited for it. I, I was so excited we could get this on the on the calendar and tell everybody who doesn't know who you are already, you know, where you are, who you are, and and sort of what you're up to these days. My name is Rick Kahn. I am the senior VP and chief innovation officer at STO Building Group uh, based out of New York. And um, for the last 26 years, I've been focused in my professional career on innovation, whether it's from an architectural perspective, a computer graphics perspective, and now the last 16 years, I've been focused in construction. Well, I, you underplay that a little bit, Rick. You've been sort of a, a a mentor to a lot of us. I mean, I know you're one of the first I met in the industry and one of the first I started following. So um, I'm going to give you a little more hype than that. You you guys, if you, if you haven't listened into Rick, it's been a it's been a fantastic opportunity to to hear your thoughts as you've grown. I mean, you started. Um, as a technologist, like really in, in there, but now you do a lot more and have over your career kind of accelerated, I wouldn't call it up the chain, but into different realms. Talk a little bit about those different realms you work in. Yeah. You know, early on, um, when really focused in on construction, it started with them and BDC, which, you know, I always considered them and BDC innovation. It was changing the way our people and job sites work by leveraging, new processes and technologies to drive change, to reduce the time and cost of construction. And, you know, over that time, I had the opportunity to build a world-class VDC team over at Mortensen Construction. And um, as I started kind of getting more and more involved in the change management process in, in innovation, what we started seeing is it's imp- so important to focus on people because people are the heart of innovation. People innovate and innovation is the outcome. You know, in the industry, you know, innovation has become synonymous with technology. And what I've been focused on in the last five years specifically is how do we really um, break the mold and get into innovation in the construction industry as a people-focused opportunity? And what we've started to develop over at STO Building Group is this all-encompassing innovation culture program, which is really building the capabilities around people um, to be prepared for the future of how we're going to work. I love that. That's that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on because I, I've had the opportunity to do a couple different podcasts and really focus on technology. And and here at Disjointed, we're, we're, we want to go past that because we feel the same way and I feel the same way. It's It's all about people and it's all about 
challenging the mindset. And you've gone through that progression. And and I think for myself, I want to go through that same progression here. So I want to get your thoughts on this because again, this is not going to be a technology podcast, right? We're really focused on the people, the problems and the perspectives so that we can do that same thing, right? Generate innovation that's focused on problems. So when you hear disjointed, building confidence in construction, what comes to mind? Silos. Silos comes to mind. It's the, you know, the way the entire infrastructure of the building environment or the building process works. And, um, you know, I see disintegration of the supply chain, which is an example of the disjointed um, environment we live in. And, you know, even between owner, designer, engineer, and contractor, we are living the challenge of the lack of collaboration and to come up with the best informed decisions. So we're constantly in a reactive state. So, you know, the entire system is disjointed in a way. I, I love that. You, 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 you grabbed it. The silos is, is a big one, right? Like, and, and there's this misunderstanding that that's some sort of a problem. I actually, I think the silos is an advantage in some respects because it allows people to be so focused on what they're really, really good at and what they do well, right? Like general contractors might not be the best developers in the world and, um, you know, vice versa. Trade contractors might not be the best general contractors in the world. They're really good at what they do. So, and I think that's a, I think that's a bonus, right? It, you know, in, in, in a lot of other spaces, you don't have that at level of expertise at all, at all depths. So, but it's not always a negative thing. It can be a positive thing, right? But when you think about hearing that that disjointedness in the built environment um, and, and in construction, where do you see it being positive and where do you see it having a negative impact? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it's a big question to answer. The, from the negative perspective, um, we're not able to create a flow of information from you know the design through construction. So we have this like these massive phases where design happens and there's some um, cloudiness in terms of how do we plan and execute this project and how do we deliver value to the owner? So if you look at it in those silos, you know, the challenge is we need to drive a flow of information, a flow of trades, a flow of, you know, uh, decision making to meet the objectives of our client. Um, from the positive perspective, we are developing deep experience and knowledge in those sectors, whether it's design, engineering, construction, or operations. And the opportunity we have is to start creating collaboration and partnerships through the life cycle of the design and building process. Yeah. So you're really talking about taking that disjointedness and that nature and then harnessing the power of it. But somehow connecting the flow, you know, so we so we can maximize those benefits. Um, give me an example of maybe maximizing one of those benefits. Where where do you see? I mean, we see so much going on in the industry right now from a from an innovation perspective. Where do you see that that having a, a really positive impact? You know, substantially on something. Yeah. So as we see uh, the industry trends moving from you know design bid build to design build to integrated project delivery, we're starting to see um, construction move to a deeper level of integration. And the opportunity is we can start 
building teams right at the get-go of a project. So we can bring in design assist trade partners, we can bring in the consultants, we can partner with the design and engineering team. So we together as a unit can solve and create um, opportunities to identify problems really early on and develop strategies like prefabrication or modulization or supply chain integration to really expedite and drive efficiencies downstream. I, I, I completely hear you. And, and it's, I've had a couple of other folks on along the way and there's this, you know, there's a lot around the modern delivery methods and, you know, there's this idea the IPD came out integrated project delivery. And, you know, there was a misnomer that all of these, no matter which one you're looking at, that was, we were going to sit down and sing Kumbaya and, and move forward. That's really not actually going to be the case, right? It's not just because we are a unit doesn't actually mean that we're going to necessarily agree at all times. Right. Right. And that, you know, that's the power in design, right? It's iterative. Um, you know, we don't ever come to a solution through a linear path in a design build world. Um, we, we go through multiple iterations and trying to identify real problems to solve as a team. Now, you know, the just disjointedness of the industry is preventing the efficient flow of that information. So, you know, what we're really trying to accomplish now is forming partnerships across the stakeholder team to really find out how to truly work together to drive efficiency. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like you don't go to uh, um, a, an escape room by yourself and, and you actually don't want to go with five clones of yourself because you're just going to bang around in the room. So. When you take those disjointed stakeholders that have their own visions and own expertise and you challenge one another around an iterative design, you're actually probably going to come out or have the best chance, let's say, to come out um, with the best building that you could for the situation and the circumstances that you have. But you've been in those rooms. I mean, how do we handle... Um, I, I would call it cognitive dissonance with understanding, you know, how do we handle cognitive dissonance and allow those people to, you know, to debate, but, but somehow keep it together, keep it productive. Yeah. Well, a good example of um, that is through target value design, right? Where as, as we kind of form a team and build a program for a project as a team, uh, we're really focusing on the key things that drive critical paths, um, the things that really impact the building from an energy performance, sustainability perspective, as well as constructability perspective. So as we kind of create these component teams that are focused on, say, enclosure or the building systems or daylighting or whatnot, you know, we can really tackle, you know, break down the silos and tackle those key components um, together. And I think as you kind of connect those components, you get a, a better holistic view of how the project is progressing and how we're going to execute on time and on budget. Yeah, it, it, and it's core to target value design that you're all focused on you know, the value, that's the target value design, the value of the building or the project. I don't want to just call it a project. It could be a bridge. It could be an infrastructure project. It could be a tunnel. It could be a building. And it's really about focusing on what that definition of value is. If, if you know, say it's a hospital, the value might be more beds. 
If it's, you know, a flip, it might be low cost. Those are all okay, but as long as we and and what I think was key there from you is as long as we're all pulling the rope in the same direction, then cognitive dissonance, then I, I don't want to call it arguments, but um conversations and pushing and pulling are all going towards that value. Yeah. Right. Ultimately now from a perspective, I know that Rick and his team are pulling in the same direction I am. So they might be, you know, debating with me, but our whole goal is on providing the overall value to the project. Did that kind of encompass what you were saying? Yeah. You know, to reframe that a little bit from an innovation perspective, you know, we are all starting with the problem people are facing, whether you know each stakeholder has their own level of risk and level of um, you know interest in actually reducing the latency of decision making to drive the opportunity. So I think you know from an innovation perspective, we start with the problem, we engage people, and we come up with new and creative ways to solve those problems. Whether it's you know in our project, on our, in our company and at the industry level. Uh, I, I mean, I, I absolutely love that. And you know, the, the, the part I want to take us to next here is, is in knowing that I get to facilitate this conversation and that disjointed gets to move forward. And we've talked about what the first season is going to really look like and that we're going to start to tease out these, these perspectives. Cause I, I really think you're right. The disjointedness starts it doesn't matter if it's in your own company, if it's in a project, it's between teams. It's about everyone connecting and being joined together in some way, shape, or form. Um, I want you to, where would you focus if you were me on, on really solving? And I don't think we're going to solve, but teasing out and bringing out the real complexity and depth of the problem that we're talking about when we say we're disjointed in this industry. Yeah. I, you know, that's a good question. I, I think about collaboration and partnership as a way to really tease that out. And if we can do a better job of, of collaborating across the stakeholder team, um, we can accomplish anything. You know, I think, you know, because of the risk, um, you know, the risk avoidance um, side of the industry, um, that's preventing us from truly collaborating. You know, the system in which we design and build is really archaic um, and we are not, and, and the system prevents innovation. So we have to, as a, as a unit, as an industry, fuck the system. We really need to, to spend time thinking about how can we rethink how the infrastructure is set up for us to collaborate how can we reorganize? You hit a couple of topics that I want you to, to tease out before I let you leave. You talked about the collaboration. You talked about that partnership. And then you talked about its impacts on decision-making. And I think decision-making gets lost in the fodder of importance. Why isn't decision-making so important? And, and, and why is it disconnected right now? Yeah, it's disconnected because of the silence, right? Design teams have their own focus Engineering teams have their own focus and the construction team have their own focus. So it, it's really hard to, to connect those pieces in a, in a, in a, in an efficient way right now. Um, and as we kind of move forward, 
it's really important that we attack these problems together. It's like, you know, connecting ideas to capabilities. It's tackling the big problems together. It's partner in R&D. You know, one of the things that is starting to happen is, you know, construction companies who are typically competing against one another are starting to see each other as peers. You know, we're starting to get more involved in academic research. We're starting to form alliances um, to go to the technology companies and, and let them know what are the real problems we're facing and how can you help. And I think that is um, it's starting to uh, become a transformation in terms of how how do we look at problems and how can we solve them together. I, I love that 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 disjointed nature of the industry itself starting to come together and and instead of the tail wagging the dog, you know, it's the other way around because the industry is the one who's going to benefit the most. And you know, again, we're we're facilitating and we won't solve the world's problems, but hopefully we can surface a lot of them here. So anybody who's listening can identify them and go solve them. You know, whatever your your space might be. The other one that that I wanted to focus on is particularly that decision making because. Um, I think it gets lost in its criticality to the process itself. I mean, we talk about it and you hear about analysis paralysis in construction, pretty much anywhere you talk about it. I hear it internally at companies and I hear it on the project level. Why is and how does you know effective and efficient decision making have an impact on projects, companies? Oh my goodness. The latency of decision making is the key KPI for success. Um, it, in my mind, it's the only KPI because the reality is as we kind of come through, go through the design process and provide our feedback as a general contractor or CM, you know, our objective is to drive earlier and informed decisions, right? We started a whole BIM and DDC um, era with how do we drive faster decisions? So we, so the people in the field can make the most, the right decision at the right time, the right place. So, you know, the decision process, if you look at any part of the stakeholder process, um, the effective decision-making is key for success. Uh, I'm going to let you end it there because that's exactly why, you know, we wanted to focus on that. And, and we, we think that there's just a huge, at disjointed here and at join as a company, we feel that there is a huge opportunity for the industry as a whole to benefit and get gains around those decision-making KPIs. And, and, and I really appreciate that. So Rick, I want to let everybody know before I let you go, thanks for joining me today. Let everybody know where they can connect with you, how they can follow you, how they can get the opportunity to learn so much from you as, as I have had the opportunity. Yeah. Well, I think the best way to connect with me is through LinkedIn. Um, I'm kind of, I made a decision to move off some of the other social media platforms and focus on the business side and inspiration side. Um, leveraging LinkedIn. So I think, you know, feel free to reach out to me, uh, send me a message. I'm always interested in meeting new people and learning from them and sharing knowledge. So um, I'm looking forward to connecting with you all. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Disjointed. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our first full season. To learn more about Disjointed or read the show notes, just stop by disjointed.fm. This show is brought to you by Join, the decision-making platform for the built environment. Learn more at join.build.